Each and every week I talk to very interesting people, and the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoy this newest weekly segment on Coach Business. Well, folks, welcome back into the Financial Safari. Now, this is the time of the show where I go out across the world and, and I talk to people who are making a difference. And this week is no exception. Matter of fact, this week I'm very excited to, to have Miss Van Ewer on. Now, if, you, if you've heard that name, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but Van is the owner of the Angus Barn here in Raleigh. Van, welcome in. Thank you so much, Coach. <laughs> it's such a pleasure. You know, I've seen you a lot over the years yeah, in we, your restaurant. We, well, and I appreciate that yeah. very much. You are a familiar face around there, and everybody there loves you. No, I love everybody there. And so I love the food, too. The well, food is really good. And, and anyone who hadn't been to the Angus Bar needs to check it out. But, Van, I go there all times of the year, all different days, and it's crowded all the time. So I think you're not a secret anymore. Well, I think <laughs> you've discovered some of our little places that used to be a secret, too, like yeah. our meat locker yeah. and our fire pit. Yeah. And places like that. Now, the meat locker is, is inside outside. So technically, right. it's it's listed as outside, right? So yes, well, it's it's for smoking. Smoking cigars. When everybody, when they changed the smoking law in North Carolina, all of my smokers were going, what are we going to do? And I was like, oh, don't worry, I got a place. Of course, I didn't have a place. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I took an old room that was a meat room and turned it into a, a, a cigar bar. But... Then of course everyone back there wants to order dinner, and yeah. so of course we do full menu back there, and it's and now it's it's ended up where you can go as fancy as the wine cellar or as re relaxed as the meat locker. So uh, me and Marty Hensley <laughs> used to go to the meat locker all the time. We still do once in a while. Right. But, I mean, we went there one time four days out of the five in a week. <laughs> really? <laughs> way too much. That's I awesome. said, Marty, we have a problem here. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, you don't even have to go there and order any food. You can just go there and bring your own cigar and sit there and enjoy it. It's great to see, I mean, see everybody who knows anybody's around the Angus Barn. I mean, well, I, that's when I remember when I was in college, the, the rumor was that political deals would happen. People would fly into the airport, which right. is right there. They'd meet at Angus Barn for their meeting, and then they'd go back to the airport and fly away. Right. So it's more of a destination type place, and, and it takes years to develop that kind of uh, camaraderie with the, with the public, I think. Right, right, and, and, and it just takes a lot of employees and people that I work with that really care and that know how to treat people right because you can have the greatest building in the world but if you don't treat people right you have nothing really. And you've had employees that have been with you for a long long time. I've had uh, so many in the 20-year club that we couldn't fit them all into one room <laughs> for the party. <laughs> so I'm very blessed with the employees. Now, one of the things people may not realize, you have something called the wine cellar downstairs, yes. and you've got two private dining rooms down there. Some right. uh, one fits almost 40 people, correct? Right. Yeah. We built those rooms because we won an award that put us on the map internationally, where there's only 86 restaurants in the world that actually have it. It's called the Wine Spectator Grand Award. And then everyone was coming in. They said, oh, we want to see your cellar because we've heard you won this great award. And we just had a basement full of boxes. And so we said, oh, I think we need to uh, build a cellar that matches the award that we won. So that's how that came about. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Now, the wine cellar down there is one of the largest, uh, I know, in the state, but in well, well, southeast. It is the second largest in the country. Burns okay. is first. And it is the only time in my life that I am okay with being second. Because <laughs> I've been to Burns. I love Burns. I love their wine cellar, but I just don't want their inventory. <laughs> oh, man, I, I went to Burns uh, one time with Todd Schnitt, who's a radio show host, had right. me, and he, that's where he's located, had me to Burns. I hadn't heard of it. And when he took me down that wine cellar, that's the largest wine cellar I've ever seen. It, it goes it's, on and on and on. I can only imagine what the inventory cost on is. On and on. What do you think their insurance is? Um, <laughs> <laughs> For all that wine. I don't know. 
Now, tell me, you, you've done a lot of work with charity over the years, yes. and, and uh, you, you've championed that a lot. I went to a Boy Scout event one time over uh, in the pavilion. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, I, I went that day because I won a lot of things at the auction, with the, and so right. I ended up bringing a lot of stuff. So I helped the Boy Scouts out a lot more than I that even planned to. That was great. <laughs> but tell me about the, the vision that you had to, to add on, because, I mean, you've always been full in the restaurant, then you added to the pavilion, and for years, we've gone there for Thanksgiving dinner. It's been the greatest thing ever. Right. Well... We had that land down there. My father actually had it zoned to be a little boutique hotel because in that at that time, there was really no hotels in the area. So we, we really had been getting so many requests for large groups. Yep. I'm talking groups of like over 200, which the only room we had in the Angus Barn was the upstairs dining room that could seat maybe 180. And we could only book that maybe on Sunday night. So we realized what people really needed was a space to have events. Yep. So then we had to go through the rezoning process, which that took forever <laughs> to get it rezoned. And then we decided to use a lot of my dad's old, like just stuff, building materials, trusses, Ten old stones that he had collected to do all the Daryl's restaurants. Ah, I remember um, the Daryl's. Those were his, and so he had warehouses full of just stuff that was going to be used to, to make to build the next era. So we used most of that stuff in building the pavilion. We wanted it to be a space where people could enjoy huge groups of whatever kind, corporate, weddings, you know, rehearsal, dinners, uh, you know, picnics, company group, groups of all kinds. So we've, uh, we really didn't know what we were doing because we, when we first did it because we were used to serving meals you know, individual meals. We're not used to serving 400 people at one That's time. That's a lot of, and, yeah, that takes a talent too. Yeah, you have and to have a big be, kitchen it has that. to be hot. Mm -hmm. You don't want to store it like in warming ovens. You want it to be fresh off the grill. So, you know, people know, they know the difference in that. And so we, it took us a while to really get that concept down and figure it out. But, and we learn every day. We learn every time we do yeah, something. Yeah, and I've, I've gone to group events at your place, and everything comes out like you, you were individually ordering it. But right. most people, when they think of a group event, they think of the cold, uh, soggy right. kind of buns and the uh, maybe the chicken that's uh, not really tender yes. and you know the rubber chicken that's coldish, warmish kind of thing. But yes, you so did we, a real good job. We actually here. prep everything upstairs in the, in the regular Angus Barn, but we, we grill it off cook everything off down at the pavilion. And that's what right makes it so good. Before it come, right before it comes to the table. Now tell me about growing up in the restaurant family because your dad had Daryl's, right? Yes. And so let's talk about Daryl's. Daryl's, when I used to go to, I, went, I used to go to the one in Durham because I went to school in Chapel Hill. So the one right down Chapel Hill Boulevard in between Chapel Hill and Durham, right. I go there all the time. My buddy Skip Dyer, I don't know if you know that name or he yes, was a I manager yes. and, and of Daryl's. I didn't know yes. him back then, but I wish I did. I yes. wish I would have, yes. I, mean, I got some free food, but I didn't know him then. But the whole restaurant was designed like an amusement park to me. Right. Like I, I used to sit in the Ferris wheelchair. Right. Did, did your dad do that for you? Did he build it like no, an amusement park? No, he did it because he, he loved to collect old things. And okay. he had this huge collection of old things. In fact, the Ferris wheelchair that you talked about, we've turned that into a table that you can sit in in our saloon. And the next time you come in, I'm going to show you that chair. I want to see that. It is a very cool little <laughs> table. But he had all of these things that he just collected because he just he loved collecting stuff like that. Sometimes he would go to junkyard sales and just say, I'll take everything you've got. You know, <laughs> what, what will it take for me to just take everything off your hands? So we, he, he had it in warehouses. And he went to this, he went to a pizza inn on Hillsborough Street, which was actually the first Daryl's. It was owned by a guy named Daryl Davis. All the students of NC State would just call it, let's go to Daryl's place. 
So he was sitting in there and he said, you know, this building could really hold about twice as many people if we just put a level here and put this here and did this here. So he met with the owner, Daryl, and they said, okay, he said, okay, well, let's do this together. So then it was no longer a pizza inn. Now it became Daryl's and they named it after him thinking there'd never be more than one. Wow. And when it was so successful, then yep. they built more and I remember more that Daryl's. That was a fun Daryl's to go to. Yes. I knew a lot of people at State back in the day, so that's where we'd always go over to Daryl's. Well, next time you come to the barn, I'm going to walk you around and show you all the things from Daryl's that are in the Angus That'd be neat barn. to see. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, you do a lot of great work with charity, and right. you have something called the Walk for Hope, and it's coming right. up right, uh, right shortly here, October 9th. Right. 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 Tell me about that. Well... It, it started because my brother uh, suffers from a, a, seri of, a series of mental illnesses, schizophrenia, bipolar, compu obsessive compulsive, just all kinds of things. But when he was first uh, not even diagnosed, when all of this first started happening, nobody knew one thing. Every single hospital that my parents would take him to all over the country would say, uh, we, we, don't know, we don't know anything about mental illness. We mm -hmm. know more about tooth decay. We know more about everything. We just don't know mental illness. We don't have any, no money's been invested in studying, uh, researching these and what, what causes it and what can prevent this. Right. So my father, after finally, you know, he was, he was a make things happen kind of guy and he wasn't used to somebody saying, we can't fix this. <laughs> and so my father in his incredible way, he just said, well, you know what? If when my son, if my son has to be this sick, then I am going to do something where I can make a difference for other families, maybe in the future, where they wouldn't have to go through through yeah. what this has been. So he and my mother started the Foundation of Hope. Okay. Then, when my father passed away, all of the employees of the Angus Barn, who adored him, they started the Walk for Hope uh, to raise money for the cause that he loved the most, which was. Uh, research and treatment for mental illness. Wow, that's pretty neat. So it was started by the employees of the Angus Barn. That's really neat. That and tells then, you a lot about uh, the the ownership if yes. the employees do something like that. Yes, and, and we never dreamed there'd even be another walk. We just thought that would be the walk, and it was so popular, and people had such a good time, so then it grew. And now we're on our 34th, coming 34th. up our 34th annual walk. Now, for the last two years, we haven't been able to have it. We have had a drive-through. So we are so excited to be able to have the walk again. But it used to be a 10K. That 10K people would come back from, they would be like exhausted because you got to go up that huge hill oh, on Highway 70, <laughs> enter in through Umstead Park, go around. So we've changed to a 5K. You still go through Umstead Park. It's a beautiful walk. But we also turned it into a festival so that people that didn't feel like walking could just come and just have an incredible day. There's stuff to do all over the place. And we have the Embers. Yeah, the Embers. I, I remember them from college. Yes. I don't know if it's the same guys. Same. I think the, the band stayed alive, so, though. Well, uh, <laughs> one of them, the drummer, is still the same. Wow. But a lot of them have just evolved into the group, but it's the Embers. Do you remember the Beach Music Festival? Oh, uh, the one yes. at Emerald Isle. I remember seeing them down there. They oh, would come to yes. Chapel Hill a lot. Uh, they would come to my apartment complex and yes. play back I in mean, the day. I mean, they're still really they're still really great. Wow. It's pretty neat. So. How can people find out about the Walk for Hope? So all you have to do is go online to walkforhope.com or you can just call 781-919-781-WALK. Or, you, I mean, you can just Google it. You can sign up. It's so The sign-up process is so easy online. And you, you pay 
just one one amount just to get in for everything that you do the whole day. But the the purpose is that you try to get people to you know sponsor you to raise money. Yeah. For, we did that back in school. I remember that people would sign up per right. mile, and they would give a certain amount of money, right. and I would punish them because I'd stay out there because I right. knew I had people paying per mile. Right. <laughs> and you can also have get teams together yeah. and That's neat. and come as a team. And it's just the the day is really just uh, from from start to finish one of the most fun days. And you have shuttle. You have shuttle buses too, don't you? So yes. People don't park at the Angus Barn. You've got no. signs telling where to park, and and you right. have buses running. Every five minutes or so, right. you said, because that's one thing people hate when they go to events is these shuttle buses may become once every half hour right. or 45 minutes. Now, that's a inconsistency. Huge, people don't like that. That's a huge ordeal for us. But see, there's 3,000 people that come to this. That's a lot of people. So, and we're expecting more this year, so we can't really park on site. So we have a place uh, really not far from the barn, but we do have these great shuttle buses where you have a hospitality host on the bus. Uh, like you're like you're arriving at Disney and they're telling you what you're getting ready to that's see. That's neat. That's neat. And so the minute you enter, there's music and just all kinds of fun things going on. The we have an, a run, a 5K run that kicks off at nine. Then the walk kicks off at ten, and then the food is. Well, you know, I could be arrested if I didn't serve uh, decent food at the Walk for Hope <laughs> <laughs> because you it's the Angus barn. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we do burgers and. Those, those turkey wings are really good, Chase, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, those turkey wings. <laughs> you can get for, filled up with one of those for things. For the turkey lounge, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love this thing. All right, so then the website is walkforhope.com. Yes. That's Sunday, October 9th. Yes. Her name is Van Ewer. She's the owner of the Angus Barn. And Van, thanks for having uh, Thank us. You. Uh, thanks for having the time to, to, to share with us today. Thank you so much for helping to promote this cause. It means so much to me and my family. Walkforhope.com, folks. Yes. All right, so that phone number to call, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or just text the word PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700.